Hi, I'm Tom Hendrickson from myitcareercoach.com, where we build great tech careers, and welcome to Tech Career Talk. Today, we're going to talk about how to use LinkedIn for tech jobs with Ed Hahn. Ed, introduce yourself to the people here at Tech Career Talk. Of course. Thanks for having me, Tom. Glad to be here. Uh, my name is Ed Hahn. I have been, usually when I introduce myself, I like to characterize myself as a recruiter uh, and as job seeker ally. And to me, these are very important parts of my branding. Uh, I've been a recruiter now for eight years, and I've been teaching people about LinkedIn for 11 years now. Um, it's a tool I've come to know very well, certainly, uh, and I continue to learn new things about it every day in my, in my work as a recruiter. Uh, and, you know, one of the things I love about being a recruiter is that part of my job is helping people get back to work. I love that. That is wonderful. It's a rush like no other. And, and I am very fortunate that I get paid to do this. Yeah, yeah. And as you mentioned too, Ed, before when we were chatting, you actually teach people at a, is it a local community college how to use LinkedIn as well. Is that right? Uh, I, I had been teaching with the Princeton Adult School, which is, um, uh, which is a s small organization that teaches uh, uh, adults mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of classes. I'd been, te I'd been teaching there uh, about LinkedIn, uh, chiefly revolving around the job search part for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, and I recently began teaching at Princeton Public Library in the very similar capacity. Yeah. So you, you are passionate about this. You do it in your almost, it seems like in your free time, you love it so much. I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's great. That's great, Ed. So to start us off though, Ed, how can, uh, mm -hmm. tech, um, how can a technical career professional better use LinkedIn? Because I think that's something a lot of, I see a lot of different camps, if you will, in the tech careers. Sure. You know, some people like avoid LinkedIn, which I think is a bad uh -huh. idea. Some people are on it, kind of dabble. And then you have the people that are, you know, are almost like professionals and they have, you know, everything there. So, but talk to us how, you know, how we can use sure. it better. Sure, and, and I think a lot of it depends, I think, on, on your areas of expertise, right? Um, for example, we all, we all see, you know, on a seemingly week, weekly basis that um, very large organizations or even governments have, have been successfully attacked and, through a breach of their cybersecurity. Mm. So cybersecurity professionals, of course, are very much in demand, and everyone understands that, Yeah, you know. Um, and like all recruiters, I too use LinkedIn in order to try to identify talent. Um, and the fact is, I've talked with a lot of technology professionals in my career, and even before, some of, some, some of my closest friends are technology professionals. Um, and, you know, the fact is, there are, there's a lot of, there's a lot of messages you're going to receive as a technology professional. Um, and unfortunately, a fair bit of it is mistargeted. Mm. That's the simple truth. Yeah. Uh, you, and I, I don't think I know a single technology professional who's established in their field who doesn't at least daily receive more than 75% uh, uh, inquiries related to positions they've held 5, 10, even 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, and honestly, that happens to me as well in my own career. You know, it's very surprising when it doesn't happen to me. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I'm, I'm talking about this 
uh, not because I hate my profession, on the contrary, I love my profession. But you know, like every other every other profession in the world, mm-hmm. uh, there are ways that a profession can be done well, and 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 a ways in which there are certain development areas that could be explored, perhaps, right? Yeah. Um, so I think one of the critical things for technology professionals to understand about LinkedIn is that quite often uh, people are finding you on the basis of keywords, words that you have put into your LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. and that for whatever reason, that particular recruiter is doing a search that involves those keywords. So the critical thing to know is that, look, if it's talking about technology that you are no longer conversant in, you haven't used uh, in a meaningful way in more than five years, remove it from your profile. Yeah. That will help all the bad targeting go away right there. You know, I, I, it, and it's so different from your actual resume, right? Where you want to tell people, hey, here's the tech stack I worked in. Here's the environment, you know, um, I worked with, um, I built Beowulf clusters, or you know, on the on the on the on the infrastructure side, right? Yeah. Uh, um, or you know, I, I worked with I worked with DB two ten years ago when mm-hmm. I had to do something with like a major investment bank because who the heck else uses DB two anymore, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and and for crying out loud, you know. Uh, I get that, you know, if you're a technology professional, maybe you have some pretty good skills in like mm-hmm. in VB script, but you're probably not looking to be employed where that is the thrust of yes. what you do day to day, right? Yes. So, you know, strip out the stuff that's obsolete or not relevant any longer to your mm-hmm. current focus, yeah. you know? Uh, like every cybersecurity professional I know of came up having done level one, level two support, right? You have to know the infrastructure piece in order to do that job. Yeah, um, but for crying out loud, if you still talk about ticketing systems and you're a cybersecurity professional, this is a problem, and that's <laughs> going to lead to you getting pitched level two support roles. Yeah, because only level two support roles where people talk about ticketing systems. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so so a lot of times, people the, the experience you have with writing a resume is that you do a, you just brain dump everything you've done, every technology you've touched. And I understand that, but your, mm-hmm. pro- your profile on LinkedIn needs to be much more focused than that. And by, by taking this simple step of removing technologies that are no longer relevant or other relevant keywords that you know, are, aren't related to your current focus, um, that should make a lot of the bad messaging go away. Yeah, that's really good advice. So kind of hone it in on the last few years and then exactly. kind of clean up the riffraff, if you will. Exactly. And, and you know, talk, talk about the technologies or, or areas that you want to move into that are more interesting to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, okay, here's a great example. For a couple of years back, everyone was talking about big data. And this is yeah. before it got, you know, splintered into, you know, oh, you have ETL, and then you also have machine learning, and then you also have business intelligence mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the analytics piece that goes along with that, right? Um, and a lot of people who did it came up as Java developers originally. Yeah. Look, if you're a data scientist, you, you, I, I understand that you need to talk about what your tools are, but you kind of not focus on the fact that you had been a developer keyed on the Java stack, whatever parts of that you were working with, mm-hmm. right? 
yep. or, or or .NET if you are on the Microsoft side, or yeah. when, whatever technologies are. Mm-hmm. You know, because the more you talk about Hadoop, the more you talk about the very uh, Apache tools or or the like, the more off focus you're going to throw people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, we can get misguided. So now, Ed, I guess you've given us some good advice there to kind of clean up some things. But what are some other mistakes you see tech professionals make on LinkedIn? Okay. Um, I think that a lot of tech professionals come to LinkedIn and say, oh, I know I probably ought to do this thing. And honestly, I, I, you could be excused, I think, for, for being frustrated with it, like feeling your, your arms are twisted into doing this thing, <laughs> you know? And that makes complete sense. I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you have all these, oh, recruiters want to message me. Yes, I know. We, we do that. I know. <laughs> um, and certainly, I'm, I, I, my, I myself have been responsible for some bad messaging, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I want to explain... Um, how does recruiters identify who they want to reach out to mm-hmm. <clears throat> to set up the, the, the answer to that real question, okay? Um, recruiters typically, a decent recruiter is looking for more than just a job title, right? I mean, if I say software engineer, I could be talking about any number of technologies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like the aforementioned Java versus Microsoft divide, Right, and then you know a lot of people are moving into Rust, right? Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of other technologies running around out there. Are you a front end guy, back end guy? Are you a full stack guy, right? Um, <clears throat> and the fact is, remember, guys, folks, that recruiters usually were not CS majors, and certainly were never technology professionals for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah, you know, um, we're not. Most of us wouldn't know. Most of us think, still think line numbers are a thing, okay? If that gives you any kind of context. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, you know, the fact is most of us don't understand these things. If you talk, to the, if you talk about object-oriented languages, you know, I'm lucky that I know what a class and an object are. Mm-hmm. I don't know that most recruiters, even technical recruiters really get that, especially the, the, the ones who are early in their careers and yeah. haven't had enough of these conversations to become educated by mm-hmm. tech professionals on why that makes no sense, mm-hmm. right? Yep. <clears throat> I beg your pardon. Um, so the mistakes that I think I see uh, in terms of career management, let's, co- let's call it, yeah. you know, um, are ones of... I have a profile. I'm not really using this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would say that's a really not great choice in a lot of cases. Yeah. Because very often, uh, recruiters are going to want to ask you for references. People that, that you used to work for, former managers, right? Your, your VP or manager or, or director of engineering or whoever or whatever it might be. And those folks absolutely are on with. Mm-hmm. And if you are connected with them, if you stay connected with them, it's a lot easier to reach out to them because when you want them for a reference, they're much easier to reach this way. Yeah. So I think that's a really critical one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a real, real simple one for tech professionals particularly. Mm-hmm. Look, tech professionals, a lot of you guys have your own websites and pay for your own domains. That's great. 
I love when you do that. And a lot of you guys maintain email off of that. That's terrific. On your LinkedIn profile, please make your primary email address your email. Never let your primary email address on LinkedIn be one you do not have control over. As a lot of specials discovered in 2008, yeah. 2009, yeah. you don't always have control of when you have access to that email if it's employer provided. Yep. Yeah, I've seen that one bite a lot of people, Ed. That's great advice um, that people yeah, have done before. Yeah, unfortunately, I've seen so many people that that happens to also. Every time I present about LinkedIn, practically, someone someone in the audience says, oh, I had a LinkedIn account, but I was tied to my work email, which I no longer have access to. Yep. And, and it's so common. And mm -hmm. the solution, particularly for tech professionals, is so easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not hard to... I mean, it's not hard to find an email address, you know, in these days. So that's for sure. So you've really, uh, really given us a lot of great advice there. You know, you talked about, you know, focusing on the right tech, keeping our profile updated. One of the things Ed, I like to call when they don't have their profile updated, I think of it as like a ghost town, you know, these people have yeah. a village online and the, this, this is a ghost town that, you know, recruiters or other people might not see anything. I like the idea sure. that you brought up too. You know, LinkedIn is for partially for networking, like you mentioned, references, keeping exactly. in touch with people you've worked with. And then two, Absolutely. you mentioned the email address, have one that you can control. So to kind of follow up along with that, Ed, how can sure. we stand out on LinkedIn? What are some things we can do to stand out? Okay. <clears throat> now, I'm aware that a lot of tech professionals have a certain, let's call it wariness with respect to Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, and I get that. I do. You know, and so when, when GitHub was acquired by Microsoft, what was it last year that happened? Mm -hmm. I think it was last year. Yeah. Uh, and so I know a lot of people said, okay, I'm taking all my entire, I'm taking all my stuff and moving it to, to some other re online repository, yeah. which I yeah. get, you know, that's fine. That makes complete sense. I respect that. So here's the thing. On your LinkedIn profile, you have the opportunity to point to other links, right? Whether you maintain a blog, um, your code repository, your, right, your repo, please, for the love of Pete, link to your repo. <laughs> Do yes. this. Yeah. You know, because you know what? The, 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 really, the really good uh, tech recruiters that I know understand how to look for that, understand what that means when you make a commit, when yep. you fork something. Mm -hmm. They understand that. And mm -hmm. that's, those are the guys you want to talk with. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's important. That's a good, good advice to get that out there, especially that's one thing I've seen, Ed, with a lot of people who go through, like maybe they're in school or maybe they go back for a master's. That's a good sure. way to, to, you know, if I don't have, you know, professionally worked with some technology, but I've worked with it right. in, maybe in a class. At least that's some example and, and you can show it in your GitHub repository or whatever. Exactly. And I think that's a, I think it's an underrecognized resource for a lot of folks. Because, mm -hmm. you know, they, they simply haven't really explored what LinkedIn can do. And I think that, you know, insofar as people make mistakes, uh, tech professionals make mistakes with respect to their LinkedIn profile and presence, is that they simply haven't taken the time to review what the options are. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is simply, I didn't know I could do that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I've certainly seen a number of blogs over the years uh, by by developers, for example, who say, oh, I, I, I've been getting really into um, 
this this framework, right? Like say Node.js or Angular yep. or you know whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so they'll blog about it, and that's a terrific place to say, hey, I'm really engaged, and in my profession, I am absolutely a geek. That's why I got into this field in the first place. Yeah. And yeah. I'm constantly engaged in learning new tools. And mm-hmm. I think that is extremely valuable. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's not like people don't do these things. They do them. They just don't necessarily think to tell LinkedIn that they do these things. Yep. You know? That's a good point. That's a good point. Keeping it up to date. So you talked about kind of having repos and things like that, reviewing options. Now mm-hmm. that brings up an option I, or a thing that I want to ask you, because you, like I mentioned, sure. I see you on LinkedIn. You're always posting things that change. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's hard, I think, like you mentioned, developers sometimes don't understand all the things LinkedIn can do. So what are right. some things to, to help us keep up to date with LinkedIn? Okay. So that's a really good question. So first of all, if you are if you're a fan of, the, of this podcast, you obviously are engaged in taking ownership for your career, right? And that's great. Um, so first of all, just keep it current. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have two, two or three of my dear friends know that I talk about LinkedIn all the time. And I know for a fact that they've changed jobs two, three times that are not reflected on their LinkedIn profile. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, and here's another thing that changed only in December. Uh, there is an option on LinkedIn to tell recruiters that you are on the market. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's say you're doing contract gig and, you know, and you've got a go live coming in a couple of weeks. So, of course, you know, there's that crunch to hit, to hit that, you know. But mm-hmm. where you can spare time, make sure your profile is current. Talk about the technologies or the project you're doing, you yep. know. and then. Tell, tell recruiters, hey, I'm looking for my next gig. I roll off on whatever date my goal I was such and such. I'll be in maintenance mode after, after this date, and mm-hmm. I'm at, able to interview at that time. Yeah. You Good. know? And, Good. and any, any recruiter with two, two brain cells to rub together knows your goal I was such and such date. You're, not even, you're, not, you're barely getting enough food meals right now yeah. before yeah. your goal live, right? Mm-hmm. So... So I, th- I think that's a really, really simple one. Now, yeah. they did something very smart on LinkedIn December by making it easy to find. When you go to your own profile, mm-hmm. you can actually find that switch to tell people that you're on the market. Now, another thing they also introduced in December is the, uh, is the opportunity to tell people, the entire world, that you're on the market. Yeah. Now, if you're a career consultant, that actually makes a great deal of sense for you, mm-hmm. you know? If you're the guy that gets called to parachute into, into a project that's, you know, and you're good to, to roll in for 12, 18 months or whatever the, the project duration is to mm-hmm. go and get it back on track, great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it makes, it's totally part of your brand because everyone knows if you're a consultant, you're always going to be hunting for your next gig, mm-hmm. right? Um, and even if you're not a consultant, even if you are on the FTE side, you like being firm. That's great. You know, you know the environment, you know the tools, you know um, what they're looking at doing in terms of new tools and technology they might want to move into. That's yep. wonderful. Um, but if you're looking to make a change, then absolutely, this is absolutely something you want to tell recruiters at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now. Here's the thing I want to make very clear about what it means to tell recruiters, because this is not always clear to folks. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
LinkedIn is an extremely sophisticated tool in many respects. One way in which it is absolutely not is that I can say my job title is recruiter, and I could, and that could be based in nothing whatsoever mm-hmm. at all. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so when LinkedIn says that you can make this available to recruiters, and let's say that you are employed not really curious about your current gig and you want to move on. Well, your organization very likely has recruiters. Mm-hmm. You don't want to tell them that, right? Because <laughs> you are not, because no one wants to commit professional suicide. Yes. Yes. Um, so here, here's the way that works. When you will see that LinkedIn offers various kinds of premium accounts, paid accounts, mm-hmm. they call them premium accounts. But the Mac Daddy, the, the Kiba, the Cadillac of all LinkedIn premium accounts is called LinkedIn Recruiter. And this costs an astronomical sum of money. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that very small population is who gets to see who is um, open to new opportunities. Mm-hmm. And because it's the only way LinkedIn has of knowing. Yeah. Now, it is theoretically possible if you are a, an internal uh, tech professional and they have internal recruiters, it's theoretically possible, but extremely improbable that that recruiter is going to see that you're open. And the reason for that is the LinkedIn recruiter license is administered based upon telling LinkedIn you're employed by that organization that has the license. Ah, interesting. Okay, so... Although it is theoretically possible, it is de facto not realistic mm-hmm. that your company's recruiter is going to see that you're open new opportunities. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Good point. Good point. Well, Ed, you've shared a lot with us. I really appreciate your time. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I, I have a couple of closing thoughts, but I think that in the interest of brevity, uh, what I'll go with is this. Listen, Talking with people about your career is something, is something that people eventually come to peace with somewhere, along, somewhere in their lives, in their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I, was in my, when I was a young guy, uh, back in my 20s, um, it wasn't cool to talk about your, about your career. It wasn't cool to talk about your profession, what you get paid to do, what pays your bills. Mm-hmm. It's much more interesting to talk about the latest technology, the latest MCU film, or whatever other thing floats your boat. Yeah. And I get that. You know, but the fact of the matter is once you get deeper established in your profession and in your career, mm-hmm. you need to start having these conversations with people. It's important to talk about them because you need to know, well, hey, I heard that they did a layoff. That means something, doesn't it? Yeah. And you need to talk with people about these things. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of organizations do that. And if you are out in the cold, this is a really rotten time to try to come back in from it. Mm-hmm. Start talking with other people who are not in your discipline. Yeah, you need to do that because you need to have your feelers out and be aware of any warning signs. Mm-hmm. You need to know about hey, who's this new, uh, who's this new um, director that came in that's going to ultimately be my boss's boss? What's mm-hmm. the scuttlebutt about this person? Yeah. Is this person a business person or strictly a business person, or are they do they come up in tech? Yeah, right. You know, and that tells you something, right? Um, managers who hadn't been tech themselves 
appreciate some of the difficulties and some of the roadblocks and the obstacles that you guys overcome daily mm-hmm. that other people simply can't appreciate. Yep. Yep. Good point. Good point. Well, Ed, thanks for sharing this and thanks for your time. You're welcome. Tom, thanks very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Good seeing you again. If you have any questions, please email me, Tom, at myitcareercoach.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. On behalf of Ed Hahn, I'm Tom Hendrickson from My IT Career Coach, where we build great tech careers. And thanks for watching Tech Career Talk.